The smackdown between Intel and AMD is ramping up so fiercely, and I love it. Also, I'm kind of sad because it's time to say goodbye from Mars. And are you ready for really cheap Xbox? Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're going to be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And today's top story is about some details that we're getting out about the mainstream chips that AMD and Intel are putting out, namely the Ryzen 5 and the i5 that they both have respectively. Number one, on AMD's side, there's further price drops on the 7600X. Something that AMD said was only going to exist for the Black Friday season is still here and dropping even more, at least in the United States as well as over in the EU. The 7600X, currently, if you go on Amazon using our link in the video description, it's an affiliate link, by the way, we get a small kickback. Anyways, $248, which is a decent price for the mid-tier chip, at least compared to the $300 launch price. But now there's an additional $10 off coupon to bring it down to $238, which makes it 20% lower than its launch price, which is a significant steep discount on something that would probably be the chip that most people get if they're going to upgrade to the Ryzen 7000. Obviously, a lot of people are waiting to see if AMD has anything significant to unveil with the X3D chips when it comes to CES. This is a great indication that AMD is really incentivizing people to switch on over to their new platform, but it's also dropping over in Europe because of the US to Euro exchange rate that's making things cheaper there as well. So the prices on something like the 7950X is 24% lower than it was at launch. The 7900X is 20% lower. The 7700X is 18 18% lower and the 7600X is 22% lower on average than its initial MSRP. So a lot of price drops happening all around, but part of that might also be because of the competition that's going to be announced by Intel at CES as well. We're expecting them to come out with some really, really competitive non-K series i5. So namely the 13400 and 13500 are supposed to be really significant at their price points. And the 13400 just actually got listed accidentally at a retailer and what we can see is that the 13400 at least according to them is going to cost 216 dollars the 12400 is at 196 so it is a little bit more expensive but you are getting a significant increase when it comes to the amount of cores that you're getting the 13400 is supposed to have 6p cores and 4e cores so a mid-tier 200 chip is going to have 10 cores and 16 threads that is insane multi-core value that you could potentially want it's based on Alder Lake, not Raptor Lake, so it doesn't have all of the new efficiencies, but it still is going to be a really great performance. 65-watt TDP. The 13500, we're still waiting on the price point for that. If it comes in roughly around 250, 270, that's going to be really good because it's going to have 6P cores and 8E cores to make it a 14-core, 20-thread chip. Like, AMD might be winning when it comes to the 7600X being really fast with the high clock speeds and pushing it out, but the 13400 and 13500 delivering 10 and 14 cores at the $200 price point, that is something that you could not have told me was going to happen just four years ago when AMD had to dredge Intel out of only giving us quad cores at the high end. This is incredible. I am very much looking forward to this. It does seem like the competition is ramping up on this mid-tier stuff. Let me know, hypothetically, if you had to choose, you had the money for both platforms, so don't include motherboard choices. Would you go with the 13400 at 10 cores or would you go with the 7600X? Wanted to hear from you down below in those comments while you hear about today's video sponsor. My friends, today's video is sponsored by JSO and their three-in-one 45-watt dock charger for the Steam Deck. My friends, I obviously love my Steam Deck. I've experimented with many 
many different types of docks, especially ones that JSO has sent over. And this one is something that is truly special because it is a charger for your Steam Deck capable of delivering up to 45 watts. It comes with a 3.3 foot cable. But with that, it plugs into the wall. You have the cable coming out to charge your Steam Deck, but then there's a USB-A cable in here for data transfer so that you can bring a USB, an external hard drive, and you can actually have storage attached to your Steam Deck as well as an HDMI port that allows you to get 4K60 output to any sort of display that you want in a very compact and travel friendly size. This allows you to charge whatever device can support up to 45 watt charging, whether that be a laptop, an iPad, anything that you could actually use it for. But then on top of that, it has a ton of functionality with being a USB-C dock for the Steam Deck itself. So if you're going to a hotel room, you need to charge your Steam Deck, but you also want to hook it up to the TV that's in your hotel room, you only need to bring one device. You don't have to bring a whole USB-C dock that supports keyboard and mouse peripherals and all of that. This is a very simple solution that I think could actually help a lot of people to slim down on their Steam Deck travel accessories. And currently right now, JSO has their Christmas sale going on so that this dock charger is only going for $27.59, which is a savings of over 18 bucks. You can check out our link in the video description. JSO taking care of all of your Steam Deck accessory needs. Big thanks to them for sponsoring today's video. Now we're going to plug on in to Crypto Stonks Bitcoin. Up just a scoochie douche to be at 16.855. Ethereum's up 2.85% to be at 12.12. 12. And Dogecoin's up 2.3% to be at 7.4 cents. And Reese, not affected by stage six load shedding, I hope. What do you got for the UFD deals, bud? Hey, welcome back to UFD deals, bringing the hottest tech deals out on the internet. Starting with this HP 24-inch 1080p IPS monitor going for only $99.99, which is $110 off. But if 24 inches and 1080p isn't enough for you, then this LG 27-inch 4K IPS monitor with HDR is currently going for only $199.99, which is $200 off. It's actually the exact same monitor that you see right here. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous. Then shifting to the peripheral front, we have the Logitech Pro X Superlite, which is their flagship lightweight wireless gaming mouse going for only $109.99, which is $50 off. And don't forget, you can actually pick this mouse up in several different colors, including white, black, or red. But then sticking with the peripheral theme, we have the Razer Huntsman Mini, which is their 60% wired optical gaming keyboard going for only $65.99, which is $54 off. And like always, you'll find the links to these deals and more linked in the video description. And don't forget, these deals are valid through to the 21st, so you gotta act quick. And with that, I'm out of here. Yeah, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your hot news. Cheers. Man, if I didn't press record, I would have been so mad. Woo! Thank you, Reese. You know what else is a great deal? Free Wi-Fi. That's at least something that I think a lot of people would enjoy. Delta is looking to bring that to the majority of their flights. They want to bring in-flight Wi-Fi to more people in 2023. So they're expecting to increase that free Wi-Fi program that they have, which is part of their Sky Miles Rewards program, which is free to join. So they're hoping to roll that out. Delta currently using Viasat and Intelsat in order to provide internet they are testing out SpaceX's Starlink, but it's not clear whether or not that's going to roll out to planes anytime soon. But it does look like you can at least access internet for free on Delta, hopefully in 2023. You know what else is a great deal and you love to see improvements being made? Apple announcing that they are going to be rolling out more products that are going to be supported by their self-service repair program. The studio display in the M1 Mac, you're going to be able to submit in order to get parts to repair this. It's good to see that Apple is continuously making improvements to this program, adding new devices, adding new regions. It makes it a lot better for people to actually repair their own devices. It's not a perfect program, but it is getting better every day. But you know what's getting worse? 
and I wasn't expecting to be sad for hot news today, but we're gonna talk about it. The NASA InSight lander is getting ready to say goodbye from Mars. So the last tweet from the InSight lander saying, my power's really low, so this may be the last image I can send. Don't worry about me though. My time here has been both productive and serene. If I can keep talking to my mission team, I will, but I'll be signing off here soon. Thanks for staying with me. That's wow. It's a beautiful image. It's a beautiful sentiment. And as somebody who is currently listening to the audiobook of The Martian for the first time at this very moment, I haven't even seen the movie. This just like is getting me all in the feels. It's a very prescient time for this to be happening, at least in my life. The Insight program, very successful. It touched down on Mars November 2018, did a whole lot of research that helped to determine what makes up Mars's core. I am just, oh man. I wanted to be an astrophysicist when I was a kid, and now look at, I'm a man in my basement crying over a rover. It's just a robot. Zit, I cried for the robots too, Kyler. But the truth is, we actually don't know if NASA InSight is part of NASA at all, because it doesn't have one of Twitter's new affiliate badges to indicate whether or not a Twitter account is part of the program of another Twitter account. So this is how Elon Musk decided that this is the simplest way to combat impersonation when it comes to major companies is that you have multiple verification badges. So you have the yellow ones, which indicate that they are paying for Twitter, and then you get the affiliate one to indicate that they're part of a main Twitter account, the Insight Lander, not part of NASA. And that's because it's a legacy account. It may or may not be notable. NASA, for some reason, not paying the eight to $11 in order to verify NASA's Insight rover. Who knows what's going on there? And now it's not just a circle and it's not just blue. You have a yellow circle, you have a blue square, and you gotta pay for all of it, even though the whole point of verification in the first place was to authenticate the integrity of the brand being the real thing, and instead of doing that, it's the it's gonna verify that they did pay too. So, you know, you know, it's great, it's all good. And especially when it comes to Elon Musk stepping down as the Twitter CEO, I talked in yesterday's episode of Hot News how there was no update, there's still actually isn't an official update that's come out of what he plans to do with the results of the poll, but it does seem to indicate that he's at least content to string people along more and more, especially replying to tweets such as this saying that Twitter will make the change so that the only people who can vote in policy related polls are the people who are actually paying for Twitter blue, which it's remarkable that it says pay for Twitter blue, but then when you pay for Twitter blue, you actually might get a yellow badge and I can't tell the difference just yet what's going on, but it does appear like it's gonna be pay for play in order to decide what's going on on Twitter instead of making it beneficial to everybody who wants to participate. It makes it beneficial to the very few who decide that Twitter's worth them spending money on. You can argue whether or not it might be the right thing for Twitter as far as a business, but I think as far as it being an audience-based service for people, if it was a public town square, to pay, it requiring payment to get in makes it less of a public town square. Kyler, do you have to go, pay, do you have to pay to walk in downtown Pittsburgh? Depends on where you're walking. Oh yeah? Yeah. Aren't the people just being like, hey, you gotta give me money if you wanna walk you. Gotta pay the troll toll. You gotta pay the troll toll, that's what you gotta do. And if you wanna pay, for PlayStation's DualSense Edge controller, their new high-end gaming controller, uh, you have to pay the price of lower battery life. That's what I'm trying to say. DualSense Edge reviews, or at least people getting to try their hands on them and some more extra promotion has come out from PlayStation officially. And in some comments that they're making is that uh, it's moderately shorter than the, as far as battery life, the original DualSense. But you know what? 
just plug it in. Okay, there's a long braided cable. Just just plug it in, okay? You'll get better latency. Just it's an just shut up, okay? We just couldn't give you better battery life. That's the TLDR in case you wanted that. But in case you want a controller from Asus, they're gonna announce it at CES, a rock controller that has RGB and it appears to have an OLED screen because of course it does. This is exactly what we're all asking for, Asus. You know how to deliver to me. And I didn't know I wanted to ask for this, but the more I thought about it, the more I am intrigued by it. Xbox might be potentially offering an AdSense supported payment plan for Xbox Game Pass, which I know people don't like ads, but at the same time, if what they're indicating is gonna happen, this might make it really affordable for people to play video games kind of wherever they wanna go. So according to a survey that Xbox sent out, this indicates that they might have the subscription Xbox Game Pass Lite or whatever they're gonna call it, only be $3 a month and you get commercials when you launch the game. And then you can play your video games and you wouldn't get all of the games on day one, but you would get them six months after launch. This. I think is a super accessible way to bring Xbox, especially as they're rolling Xbox cloud gaming out to things like LG and Samsung smart TVs, making it so that you don't even need a device anymore. Or if you have a Chromebook, or if you have a gaming laptop, you're gonna be able to potentially access it for $3 a month. You watch one ad, right before it launches. Maybe they have some like service interruptions where you have to watch at least one advertisement every hour, something like that. It's hard to say. Microsoft has worked on patented technology to allow them to insert ads in downtimes during games like on loading screens, etc. which honestly, I don't think is such a bad thing because that means for $36 a year, you would be able to play AAA titles six months after they come out, but you still get to enjoy them. Obviously, this doesn't work for everybody, but this is super accessible to a lot of people, and I, I'm a fan of it. I just, I, as long as they don't remove features from anything, and they're just adding this for the benefit of the people who can't afford the $15 a month or the other costs that come with Xbox Game Pass, I like you. Let me know what you think of Xbox Game Pass Lite down below in the comments. Well, I let you know I'm leaving. It's time for me to go.